Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Oh, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Let's do this. Boy, I tell you, God is trying to tell you something out there. Yeah, he's trying to tell you that Philadelphia is going to take this game. Yeah, I think that's what 83% of America wants to see happen. Oh, I tell you, God is definitely trying to tell us something. They got to take it. I need Philadelphia. I uh, I just do not want, I don't know, I don't want New England. I just don't like them. Yeah, nobody does right now. Don't like them. <laughs> nobody wants them. Right now, I don't think anyone likes them at all. No, no. Oh. Giselle <laughs> likes them. Who's Giselle? Giselle Bunchen. Uh, Tom Brady's wife. Oh, Super well, you mom. know. Well, you know, the way she dressed them this morning, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and a New England jersey? <laughs> yeah, no. The, the, the way he, he, he walked like he walked into the uh, the stadium like he was, uh, what was it? He, he just walked out of a courtroom. He just won a court case. <laughs> what, uh, child support case or something like that, the way he was dressed. Dressed all nice? Oh, man, it was crazy. It looked like a little coat with a skirt or something. I don't know what was going on there. Uh. Yeah, it was just nasty. <laughs> All right, Felicia. So I hear you. Uh, you have a new vehicle. Yeah, you thought you were going to get away with that. Yeah, we're going to talk about your smart car. Are you going to revoke my Republican card now? Uh, yeah, we're going to revoke something because you drove up here in that little small vehicle. I was like, what's going on with this? I, I the bicycles were passing you. Everyone's like, man, if you don't get that thing off the road. No, no, I pass people. It goes when you get out of like third gear. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I heard a story about those smart cars. This guy I know, he uh, he got in a collision with a squirrel. Totaled oh. the smart car, but oh. the squirrel was fine. Oh. But Y'all I'm are bummed. funny. Y'all are okay. funny. All right, speaking of uh, <laughs> jokes, uh, we have Josh Prey. Josh is a comedian out of Florida. And I tell you, I was looking at Facebook uh, last week, and I saw these videos coming through. And I tell you, Josh was killing it. And he had, you know, five things I learned from shooting with my white friends and he had uh, country music stories and uh, five things he learned while hunting. So uh, let me welcome to the show all the way from Florida, Josh Prey. Josh, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Thank you guys for having me. I'm just, I just feel so obliged and so happy to be here. I tell you, uh, Josh, uh, <laughs> you are just hilarious, man. You're just killing him. And and the gun I, community just loves you. I, You know what? I just want to say I appreciate everyone. Um, I actually appreciate 
the Caucasian community for accepting me so well. I'm just trying to, to break the color barrier in comedy and life itself. And um, it just shared some of my unique experiences. And, and it was real cool that a gun experience was one of my unique experiences. Oh, I bet. And, it, you know, and well, first, I want to ask you about the country music. Did they ever give you a call? Uh, the country music awards? CMA? Uh, what, what happened with that was um, I did. Oh, so so uh, late last year, I decided, you know what? I'm going to try country music because I'm from I'm from Florida. Black guy from Florida. I grew up on R&B and rap. I said, I'm just going to try country music for a day. So I gave my followers an opportunity to give me a couple songs, and they gave me a couple country music songs. And it was, it just happened to be three or four days before the CMAs. So I took the country music songs, made a, made a skit about it, and um, I actually listened to the music, liked some of the songs. So I said, I'm going to look at the CMAs. I looked at the CMAs, and I didn't realize, first of all, I didn't realize that one of the brighter stars in the CMAs was an Afro-American male, Darius Rucker. And no <laughs> Had no clue, so I was in the living room, like, super excited. Like, not only are we accepted, we are a major part of the CMA. <laughs> so then I um, and then I fell in love with Carrie Underwood, which is what country music has been hiding from us. So they, they hid her, but I discovered her, so now the world knows about her. Oh, wow. And I, um, so, yeah, so I did a couple of jokes about Carrie Underwood and the CMAs. Those went viral real quick. And um, the vice president of the CMAs, <clears throat> Made, made a, a comment on one of my videos, and he was serious. He was like, listen, we'd like for you to come be a part of the red carpet at the next CMA event in 2018. Would nice. you accept the invite? And um, so some talks are going on between my manager and their people, so hopefully that comes to fruition. But, um, yeah, like a lot of fantastic stuff has been happening since I've embraced the country part of the United States. Now tell me this. Uh, what is this The daddy is a bullet maker? Daddy's a bullet maker. Yeah. Oh, you you you're talking about the gun video? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I went so I went to the gun range, right? Because um, everybody thinks they're a shooter. So I like you know what? I just, I just got me two guns, protect my family. Um, I believe in God, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I believe He keeps me safe, but I also want some protection down here. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to the gun range with one of my white friends. Um, I've known this guy for like eight years. Never been to the gun range with him. Ever. <laughs> We've done everything, played basketball, we've done everything. But you you don't know a person until you know the ammunition he got that he brings. So we go to the gun range and, and I and I get my little book bag with my two guns in there and I'm excited. I got two weapons on me. We get into the um the lane and he like unloads a duffel bag of just equipment. <laughs> and and I was just looking at him like like, bro, we came here for fun. Like nobody is gonna take over this area. Wait, if if an apocalypse happened right now, thank the Lord I'm with you. And he just had bullets upon bullets upon bullets. Like, so many bullets, it stressed me out. My blood pressure went up. Because I'm like, where did all this stuff come from? I don't even know who you are, Kirby. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, um, it was, it was just real fun. It was real dope. And um, every time I go out, I pay attention to stuff because I am a comedian. And I just thought it would be, like, great satire if I could just, like, explain my experience at the gun range with my white friend that day. Now, tell me this. Uh, you got this skit that you do that uh, five mm -hmm. neighbors that nobody wants. Can you kind of yeah. run us through that skit? Uh, so I have, so I have a, a sketch. Well, for those that don't know and for those that are just, like, listening to me, I do a segment called Five Things. Five Things You Need to Know, Five Things You Don't Want to Do, Five Women 
five things you need to know about a woman before you date. So mm. I um I was in my community and um it was a new community. I had just moved in and I had this real nosy neighbor. And I was like, you know what? I can't be the only person dealing with this. So I, I came up with a sketch called Five Neighbors That You Don't Wanna Have. And you don't wanna have and you don't wanna have that one neighbor that speaks to you too much because that's the nosy neighbor. That's the annoying neighbor. Now that neighbor might want to care about you a little bit, but you're caring about me too close. I don't need you putting your ear to the wall, listening to my secrets and my conversation. There's <laughs> like, some things that's going on inside of my house. That I need you to stay out. Then you got that one neighbor that always wants to get your car towed. No matter what, they are the car towing, like Nazi of the neighborhood. <laughs> I, I think, I think them and the towing company, they got some kind of little thing going on on the download that nobody want to talk about. And, um, yeah, so I come up with that. I mean, it's just like I have various jokes about real-life situations, and um, I just try to keep it at real-life stuff that people deal with on a daily basis constantly. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, because I, I know, in, especially in my neighborhood, I, have, I, I actually do have those type of neighbors. You know, you have that yeah. one neighbor across the street that's always just looking out the window, always sees everything that happens in the neighborhood. You know, like I have absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I have that one neighbor that will just call, you know, will call the police on any and every little thing. If mm-hmm. someone parks in front of their house or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I tell you, we all have those type of neighbors. You know, I'm just trying to figure out which neighbor am I? <laughs> it, it, depends on, it depends on where you live. It sounds like <laughs> You sound like you might be the neighbor that walks walks too hard in your house. Right. At 5 a.m., everybody knows you're up and ready to go to work, so you probably want to go and be a little more quiet. Yeah. I, well, actually, I think I'm the neighbor that has all the dogs that just releases dogs out in the neighborhood and they poop in everyone's yard. That's me. Uh, and, and you try to get away without picking it up, hoping nobody sees you? Right. Yeah, yeah that's know? me. That's terrible. Well, what do you that say? Guy. Mike's the neighbor whose house you want to go to when uh, the stuff hits the fan. <laughs> <laughs> And then we'll go over to the other neighbor's house that has the solar panels, oh, and we'll oh, go take oh, over. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Ooh, don't on yourself, man. See, on. I know, right? He's giving all the secrets away. You can't tell him anything. Don't, don't do that. I know, right? All right, so, and, and you also, um, you have this one where you're five things you learned while hunting. Yeah, um, so... There was a situation, so my videos started going viral, and um, my Caucasian fan base went skyrocketing. So I'm the type of comedian, I want to give the people what they want to hear. But then somebody said, um, it was, she was a nice lady, she wasn't too rude, but she was like, can you please stop talking about white people? And she's a white lady. <laughs> so I was like, what? That's what people want to hear. But I said, you know what? I'm going to do some things, and I'm not going to do it with a white person. So I have, I have a friend in Florida, um, Lewis, and he's a country guy. Like, he's super country. How? We from the hood, and he's country. We will never know. Something went wrong somewhere. But he's really into hunting. He's really into camouflage and everything. So I called Lewis, and I said, Lewis, I want to do a video about hunting, so you got to take me hunting. So we went out to a place called Bell, Florida. It's real country. Like, 13 people live there, I swear. And we went into these woods, and um, <laughs> one of the first shocking experiences I had was it was this thing called field, field dressing, field dressing. Uh-huh. And I guess that's when you kill an animal and you gut it and get it ready for like to be eaten, like right there on the spot. Now, I'm six foot flat, I'm two hundred and forty seven pounds. Uh-huh. I'm a manly man. I couldn't help it. I couldn't it hurt my feelings to see Peter Rabbit gut it open, cut open and skinned alive and everything. I like like how do you do this? Like I was emotional and then like a real country hunter guy, they think everything is funny. So like 
he would take out like a piece of the body and just throw it at me. Oh and, no! And, yeah, yeah. See, and I wasn't prepared for that. I, I, and then I didn't realize that female deers are sacred. Like that has to be the last animal to be shot in certain areas. So I didn't realize that. Um, and I almost got kicked out. I, he told me he wasn't going to invite me back because I talked too much. Oh, yeah. You got to be I, quiet while you're out there hunting now. You got to be quiet. See, I didn't know that. I thought hunting was going to be a bonding experience. You go out there with your friends, you laugh, you, you, you play it around, you shoot some, some guns. No. He was like, you're talking too much. You, you, you keep talking, we ain't bring you out here no more. Shut up. Be quiet. So, yeah, I had some experiences hunting. I, um, I, went, horse, I went horseback riding. I I now realize that you can't ride a horse without a saddle, or you will end up bow legged after you ride this horse. Mm, yeah, that kind of hurts a little bit. In the movies, they make it look so easy, but <laughs> if you're a man and you're a manly man, you got to be careful because you might end up with like three Adam's apples. If you if y'all know what I mean, if the horse counts <laughs> too high and too wrong, I'm telling you, you you ain't gonna be <sighs> loving on your lady when you get home. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Felicia, yeah. is this true? <laughs> I think you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, hey, listen. I now I understand why country women who ride horses strongest thighs. They could probably qu- like crush a, uh, a watermelon with their thighs. Oh yeah, no! You got to be strong, man, to ride a horse. I thought it was simple. <laughs> oh man! All right, we're talking with Josh Prey. Josh is a comedian out of Florida, and Josh has this skit that he does. That's five things I learned from shooting with my white friends, and also five things I learned while hunting. We're talking with Josh Prane. He's killing it. He's killing it in Florida. We're trying to bring him to Texas. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins, Pride Park News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Listen to your favorite shows. Keep up with the latest breaking news and more anytime at Talk1370.com. Talk1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. I tell you. That's right. God is trying to tell you something out there. He's trying to tell you that Philadelphia is going to take the Super Bowl. I'm telling you. He's trying to tell you, people, you're not listening to me. You're going to learn today. Amen. I I thought I told you. They're not. New England doesn't have a chance. I'm telling you, they can't not take this. Philadelphia is going to take it all the way. All the way. Watch and see what I tell you. God is trying to tell you. All right. So we're talking today with a comedian. Out of Florida, we're talking with Josh Prey. And Josh, uh, tell me, Josh, now, you what was the name of that video? His uh, five southern foods you have to eat. The five southern foods. Yeah, I um, I had a show. I performed in Louisiana. I performed in Louisiana. Um, real humble, real nice, real backyard place. And um, me being from Florida, I had my share of country food, but I I had never had crawfish ever in my life. And if you if you've ever eaten a if you've never eaten a roach You never had, wait, hold on, Josh, you never had crawfish? 
I I never had crawfish in my life ever. Wow. Okay. That's and, a sad life. Wow. Yeah. Listen, it is. <laughs> and I understand, but I'm going to say crawfish and a cockroach. I'm going to say they like the same thing. Oh, one can my swim goodness. and one can't. Hey. You ever eaten cockroach? So you eating cockroach? I've eaten a few cockroaches in my life. Thank the Lord that I am no longer in the place that we used I to I want to hear the story. <laughs> so I need to hear the story that. about you, hitting the, you eating the cockroach first. Listen, so we so most people come from humble beginnings. And um, I'm from a small town in Florida called Michaelis, Florida. Um, very small, uh, known for being very poor in the 80s and the 90s. And, I, and we've lived in some rough places. And and I've slept on the floor once or twice in my life, and I woke up chewing, and I <laughs> and I spit that out, and yeah, that was, it was a cockroach right there, and and it what don't kill you make you stronger, and I'm probably stronger as the Hulk right now, from from the things I experienced. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> good lord! And so all right, so crawfish, and then what else? Mm-hmm. Um, I have some frog legs. Frog legs taste like chicken. Mm-hmm. Um. Fa- Factual frog legs, probably one of the best meats I've ever eaten in my life, amphibian. Um, and I had a, um, I had some alligator. You guys ever ate alligators? Oh, alligator so good. is my favorite food. Tastes like you chicken. had alligator. I'm from the swamp. Oh, that's right. You're Cajun. <laughs> oh, so you see, you understand? Yeah, the gator. Oh some yeah. Gator tail. That was oh, just a list of my. Was the, that was dinner. It's just a list of. Now dinner. the gator tail <laughs> was like the bomb. Now I did eat deer, and I found this out when I put it online. The deer I ate. Was chewy. It tastes like chicken. I mean, it was like chewy, like a chicken gizzard. Oh, and somebody, and somebody told me deer is not supposed to taste like that. Yeah, it's not so, supposed to taste like that. Oh. Yeah, see, so I I need a redo. Unless they gave me something, else, I was probably eating a human or eyeball or something. I don't really know what, but I survived and I made it out. Oh Lord, I hope not. Oh wow, <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so that's gator. All right, what else? Hey, crawfish. Hey, gator. Hey, frog tail. Mm. Um. They gave me um real real cornbread. When I say real cornbread, I'm talking about the cornbread with the corn in it. Oh. Um, best yeah. cornbread I've ever eaten in my life. My mama could cook, and I called my mama, and I was like, Mom, listen, you got some competition in Louisiana. I'm sorry, baby. I love you, but nah, ma, this is the real thing. No, no, no. Not if it wasn't sweet. It was sweet. It was sweet cornbread with the real bits of corn in it. Really? Like, I, I really can't go wait to go back to Louisiana just to eat that. And then I ate the catfish, and, 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 and um, nothing's like catfish in Louisiana. Nothing. No place on earth. Because mm, it was Cajun. That's probably what it was. It, it was, was the spices. I left Louisiana with a Cajun accent. I need some of that right there, please. Give me some of that right there. I left down there talking like I was from Louisiana. Is that, where you, is that also where you went hunting at, down there in, in Louisiana? No, nah, I went hunting in Florida, LaBelle, <laughs> Florida. Okay. I'm, now, I'm from Fort Lauderdale. So have you gone down to any... Uh, any comedy places down in Fort Lauderdale or or Miami? I've done the uh, Hard Rock in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, the Hard Rock Cafe? Yeah, is it the Hard Rock? Is it the Hard Rock Cafe? I think it's called the Hard Rock Cafe. I did it like two years ago when I was kind of a newer comic. Okay. Um, I've done. Excuse me. I've done a couple of local spots in Miami. I've done the Improv in Tampa, in Tampa, Florida. Um, I, I've actually performed in Dallas. I performed in Dallas. I performed in El Paso, New Mexico. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, so comedy has allowed me to travel the United States quite a bit. Now, we used to do a comedy show in my gun store, because I own the gun store here in Austin, and we used to do a comedy show there. Yeah, so if you ever come to Austin or you come back to Texas, let me know, and we'll try to set something up 
So you do, you know, we'll set up a little comedy show there uh, inside the gun store. Now, that's not, now that's Texas there. And it's almost crawfish season, too. Ooh, see, she's excited about this crawfish. Yeah, I've been looking for that. I'll mention that to my manager, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. that'll, that'll be, that'll, you know what? That'll actually be fun to do a, uh, a comedy show in a gun store. Comedy I show didn't in realize, a gun store. I didn't realize how big the gun community was. Oh, yeah. When you start talking yeah, I, about guns in your videos, I mean, okay, we everyone stop. It was, yeah, like, I, 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 got, I got your video through Facebook Messenger like at least 100 times. Like, I, I, and I think it's like, Tremendous! I think it's all love, and I and I appreciate the safety behind the guns because it's not just like people saying I got guns, I'll shoot anything. These are responsible people, responsible people um, with understanding of like gun laws and safety and like and uh, using it for protection and the right reasons. So I think it's just a dope thing, and I think the world needs to learn about like the positivity behind the gun community because it, it just has such such a a negative uh, connotation to it. Oh, yeah. Um, so when I did my video, I just talked about my experience and all the information I received after the video. I was just like, I've never known this. I didn't know people care about guns in this way. Oh, yeah. We're very passionate about it. Let me tell you. Very passionate. passionate in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's funny because we did the uh, comedy show. It was called Guns and Giggles is what it was. So it's That's called dope. Guns and Giggles in in the in the, cool. in the gun store, and I tell you, it, cool. it was uh, it was a riot. We did it. We did it probably for about three years, three or four years, um, and then uh, when uh, we had our election, and then some comedians kind of got upset with me during the election. They got triggered. They got triggered by some things that some people said, <laughs> and they just couldn't take the joke. So, and see, and what I do is I try my hardest. People always try to pull me into politics, right? And uh, and my and my honest take on politics. I have my thoughts, you have your thoughts. Right. Um, I have my selfish beliefs, you have yours. Right. Um, let's talk about everything outside politics because it's something that we're never going to agree on. Right. So let's just be like, comedy doesn't belong, politics doesn't belong in comedy, period. Let's just leave it alone. Right. Or at least, at least you know, make a joke out of it. Yeah, but but, but at the same time, you got to be careful with the jokes you make because, because politics is like religion. It's, it's so touchy. Uh-huh. Like, I don't really play with God in my joke at right. all. I don't right. make fun of Jesus. That's kind of that's not funny to me, and um. So if I can't find humor in it, the, the entire subject, I stay away from. It. Right, right. I hear you. I hear you. Now let's get back to the gun range. When you went to the gun range, because I got to get you. I'm telling you, we got to get you down here in Texas. You know, that's one thing mm-hmm. about going to the gun range in Florida with Floridians. You know, Floridians. Right. Are, that's one thing, but going to the gun range in Texas. You know, when you come to Texas, we're going to show you some stuff. Yeah, and I just think Texas people like everybody can shoot. Like, and everybody, everybody got guns here. Everybody, like the videos. I mean, the pictures and the messages I got from Texas, like Texas and um, Georgia and Alabama. You see, like five year olds with guns in their hands and and ten year olds shooting. And I'm like, can he speak well? Can he write in cursive? Yes, oh yeah. Like, and, and the and the ladies, the late. I mean, we got we got uh, flash bang holsters that the ladies wear. You ever heard of a flash bang? I have no clue what that is. Okay, let me tell you what a flash bang is. Okay, flash bang is when it's a a bra holster. So when the oh lady, my gosh. yeah, yeah, it's a bra holster. <laughs> so what you do, you know, something's happening, right? You, you say, yeah, I tell the ladies, I said, okay, when something's happening, you just say, okay, hey, wait, 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 and then you just open up your shirt, reach down in your shirt, you pull that gun out <laughs> and show them all the keys, keys of the kingdom, right there. <laughs> That'd be the last thing they see before they go. 
Listen, y'all wait. Y'all like to wait. serious about y'all guns in Texas. See, I'm we, sorry. Oh yeah, we serious about it here. We, I'll tell you, we we gonna show you something when you come to Texas. I'm coming. I promise. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna come. Absolutely. And I and I tell her. I also tell the ladies. I say, you know what? You guys need to wear. You, you need to start wearing those thigh holsters a little more. You know, when you're wearing your shirt, <laughs> your skirts and stuff like that. I say, yeah, you got to know how to see. Ladies, they have the opportunity, you know, to. You know, they carry their gun and, and wear their gun on them in so many different places. You know, it's just wonderful. And there was one video that I saw this week that I wish I'd never seen it. I, I wish I can just wipe it from my memory. It was the one that Zach sent me. Zach, tell him about that video that you sent me. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. Uh, Josh, have you heard of the No Lacking Challenge? I, listen, I heard something that terrible <laughs> just happened with the No Lacking Challenge. Yeah, it did. Oh, uh, something even more terrible to Michael's eyes. It was awful. Just happened when what I happened? sent him a video. It's a video of the No Lacking Challenge. Oh. So for those who don't know what that is, it's mm. basically uh, someone taking a video, and they have their gun in their hand, and they go up to their friend or somebody else, and they point their gun at them, and they say, you lacking, you lacking? And their friend either is lacking a firearm, or they whip their gun out and point it back at them and say, no, I'm not lacking. Ugh. And so this video I saw is a guy who walks into a bedroom with a probably 26-inch barrel shotgun. And he goes up to his two friends who are sitting on the bed. And he's got a shotgun. He says, you lacking? And one guy pulls a gun out of his pants, says, no, I'm not lacking. And the other guy is this big, fat guy sitting on the other side of the bed. And he says, no, I'm not lacking. And he lifts up one of his boobs. His boob and a gun comes And he's got oh a gun God. under one. He lifts up the other, and he has a second gun. Yes. Other his, under his other uh, breast. <sighs> what are y'all doing on the internet? Like, what, what, like, what are y'all Googling? Like, like what websites are you guys on? It was just there. I'm telling you. It was there until Facebook said it's got to go. And yeah, and then it got taken down. That. That, that, that's not something you just, like, pop up. Somebody's Googling something they ain't supposed to be Googled. Now, that's Zach. So that's all on Zach, not me. So. Exactly. I've already reached the end of the Internet. I've already reached the end, and I'm done. You know, and I just get whatever people send me. You got to start going Turn down the dark web. No, I can't go to the dark web. That right there, that, that took me somewhere, and I was just in shock for the rest of the day. Terrible. Yes, yes. It was just too much. So, yeah, so we, I tell you, we get you down here. Uh, get you into the comedy show in the gun store. Get you, you know, I, I, I tell you, and then get you to the range. Get you to the range, and we'll, we're going to introduce you to all kinds of stuff. You know, all kinds now, of. And, I, and let me just point out, I am listen. I am not a great shooter. When I shoot, I shoot a lot because I pray to the Lord, like Lord, if if it's your will be done and mm. me be protected, something going to hit him because I am not the person that's going to take him out with one shot. I'm not. <laughs> okay, I'm 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 I'm, 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 I'm just learning how to breathe when I pull the trigger. I'm, I'm learning. I'm new to this. <laughs> so you like to spray and pray? That, hey, that's it. Lord, let it rain. <laughs> oh my goodness! I tell you, uh, you you are something else, Josh. Hang in there, Josh. All right, so we're talking with Josh Pray. He's a comedian out of out of Florida, and we're trying to get, you know, hopefully we'll get Josh back to Texas. He said he's already been to Dallas. He's been to El Paso. So he's got to come down to Austin. Austin's the capital of Texas. You know, and and you know what, Josh? Austin is the live music capital of the world. So this is where we have a, a music festival we do here once a year, and it's just off the chain. It's nothing, it's like the best kept secret when you come to Austin. Matter of fact, people come here and then they try to move here, and we're just growing like it's like 50 people a day. We're, we're just growing. It's just crazy. So we definitely got to mm-hmm. get you here sometime. 
Um, before we so go to our next, go ahead. So you're saying Austin is over Tennessee when it comes to music? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Austin's the live music capital of the world. You don't even know. Ooh, okay, we're gonna see. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's everything because Tennessee is just country. See, Austin is everything. You know, we're jazz. Austin is music. That's right. BB King comes what, here. Comes what, you know jazz? used to come here like three or four times a year. What's jazz? That's right. Jazz. Everything. Blues. What is that? What's what is that? J- what's jazz? <laughs> what do you mean? What's jazz? <laughs> what did he say? Uh, put your gun down. Put your gun down. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So we're gonna you know get you here. We're gonna get you. Get, we're gonna introduce you to jazz. You know, we're gonna introduce we'll some see. some blues and stuff like that. We'll try. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. So we're gonna work that out somehow. Somehow we definitely got to work that out. All right. So we're talking with Josh Prey. He's a comedian out of Florida. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace, this is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. When news happens, it happens here. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back, and I tell you, it's hard to compete with Super Bowl Sunday. What time does the game start? 5.30 Central Is it 5 Time. Th- so five, oh, okay, 5.30, right? We go off the air. That's not bad. So that means everyone's driving down 9.35 right now, trying to make it to where they're going to watch the game. And it's, it's nice out. The clear skies, not a cloud in the sky, but traffic is starting to back up just a little bit on 35 there in slow pack. And you say there was an accident today. Yeah, this morning, three were charged with DWIs after a chain reaction crash. So make sure y'all Uber and Lyft after oh, the game wow. tonight, guys. Definitely. I'm oh, in. Just park those vehicles and take an Uber or a Lyft for sure. Uh, and try to make it home safely. All right. So, man, I tell you, that was Josh Prey. Uh, Josh was a comedian out of Florida. And he, I tell you, he had that nice little bit there talking about going to the gun range and shooting and talking about hunting and, and also uh, eating uh, eating in Louisiana. Crawfish. You like crawfish? Oh, yeah. I'm not a fan of crawfish, though. What? My no. hometown has Gator Fest, so. Really? Gator is what I prefer. And you're fr- where, where are you from in Louisiana? Um, I'm actually from Texas, just close to Louisiana. Just close outside to Beaumont. Oh, Beaumont. I'm not a fan of Beaumont. Yeah, me neither. That's why I live in Austin yeah, now. Yeah, not a very big fan <laughs> of Beaumont. Don't like Beaumont too much. I like, the people, I like a lot of people that come to Austin from Beaumont. I just don't like the Beaumont area, though. It's all dirty like. Because all the fun people left. They did. You're in Austin now. Now you're in Austin. All right. Well, we wanted you to stay. All right. So also there's a violent felon on UT, on the University of Texas. Going to tell you about that a little later on. Um, What else is happening out there? Zach, something you were just telling me about just now. Oh, yeah. This was in, uh, where was this? Uh, Arkansas. There's a man named Shelby Mustang GT500 Miller (laughs) who just got arrested for driving without a license. Uh, That is ironic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I tell you. Irony is thick. It is. It's thick out there, especially when we get to talking about this University of Texas uh, faculty um, 
professor who wants his students to be defenseless. Going to tell you the irony and all that. And we're going to do that after the top of the hour for sure. All right, so we have coming up later on down the road, we're going to have some uh, candidates that are running for office. Going to try to get them on the show. I want to get, um, and I, I need you to tell me what candidates that you want us to actually ask questions. Uh, whether it's, you know, it, you want us to stick at the local level. Uh, do you want us to hang with the state reps? Uh, maybe ask the state reps some questions or maybe your city council members. Because there's a lot of things going on with city council. Um, but just keep in mind, city council really can't do anything when it comes to the Second Amendment. Because that's what our legislature is for. Uh, so we have that in our law. We we have preemption. So that means that our state legislatures, they actually are the ones that govern the Second Amendment. So that's why I'm thinking we should stick with the state reps and maybe get some state reps or state senators, people that are running for those positions in the show and ask them about the Second Amendment. Ask them about constitutional carry. Because I know Tom out there is he's 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 definitely concerned what con- about constitutional carry. And he also has some questions about the TSRA and what they're doing or not doing or something like that. So maybe we'll get someone from the TSRA in here to ask some questions because we've had Alice Tripp on the show once before. Uh, maybe we get her again inside here and ask her some questions about that because that seems to be an issue. And Lone Star Gun Rights is moving up. They're definitely moving up there. Lone Star Gun Rights um, definitely doing a lot of things out in the, around the state and and a lot of people ask me, well, where should I donate money? Well, maybe you should try to donate money to an organization like Lone Star Gun Rights uh, because they actually are doing something when it comes to trying to further our Second Amendment rights. Um, you have a lot of organizations like larger organizations that are talking about they're doing stuff and maybe they're not doing things as far as the young community is concerned. Because right now, the young person's voice is not being heard. We're hearing from the older generation, but not necessarily from the younger generation. Um, and we're seeing that in a lot of different political um, organizations, like uh, whether it's the Democratic Party, Republican Party or whatever. I'm seeing a lot of things from the older generation and what they would like to hear and like to see done. But then the younger generation, their voices are not being heard. It seems like they're trying to quiet the young generation down. Well, guess what? You know, we're here to stay and we're not going to be quiet. And we definitely have a voice, and we're definitely going to make sure that's heard. And I still consider myself one of the people in the young generation. We'll keep you. You'll keep me? You're our young at heart. <laughs> okay, thank you. Because uh, I'm, I'm getting up there in age. So I, 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 it, it was embarrassing to me because I was listening to the, uh, the awards show last week, and I didn't recognize any of the music at all. You don't know Kendrick Lamar? I didn't recognize <laughs> any music at all in that show. I was so embarrassed. Well, the pop today is just I didn't recognize. I, honestly, I... I, I I didn't know the top 10 or anything. You're like, better for it. Am I? I, well, just, I felt like I'm not, I'm not my parents. Maybe I, if you hadn't stood me up on Friday night, I would have shown you some good you music. You showed me some good stuff? Yeah. Taking me out? Yeah. I know. We did have a good time a couple weekends ago. Mm-hmm. Your phone died. Well, my phone did. <laughs> oh, last night. Night before last, my phone did Friday, die. Friday, yeah. Yeah. I, I got in trouble for that, too. So now I have a charger in my vehicle. I didn't have one there before. Now I have to have one. All right, so... I was, uh, I'm expecting Tom to give me a call because Tom had something he had to say about the TSRA, and I'm curious of what he has to say about that. Um, now, also, let's talk about some, 
let's talk about some gun stuff, some gun laws. Uh, we have the concealed carry reciprocity bill that's before Congress. And it actually has passed the House, and now we're waiting for the Senate to actually get that concealed carry reciprocity bill passed. Uh, so we actually need – I need people to contact their state senator. You know, we each state has two senators. In Texas, we have Senator John Cornyn. We also have Senator Ted Cruz. And Senator Cornyn is actually a sponsor of the bill. So – and actually, I believe Ted, Senator Ted Cruz is a co-sponsor or sponsor as well. But Senator Cornyn actually wrote the bill. And so what I'm asking is for you to contact your state rep or your state senator um, and tell them we need the Senate, the U.S. Senate, to actually pass the concealed carry reciprocity bill. You need to stop playing around with that. Um, and I'm going to give out a telephone number here. as You can call the Capitol switchboard. It's 202-224-3121. Do this Monday through Friday. Give them a call, 202-224-3121. And contact your U.S. senator to get them to pass this bill because we need concealed care reciprocity to actually pass. So that way our licenses will be recognized in every state, just like your driver's license. Some people are for this. Some people are not for this. I'm actually supporting this 100 percent. So I actually support the concealed care reciprocity bill 100 percent. All right. So definitely work on that. So once again, you know, give them a call. Let your U.S. senator know that this is something that we need to get done. Uh, we're real close. This is we we have a we only honestly we have a short amount of time to get this done because once we have our next election election the midterm elections then the House or the Senate is either going to flip or we're going to lose seats when it comes to the Republican side. So if we don't get this concealed carry reciprocity bill passed this year, then after the election we may lose that opportunity. And supporting those organizations like Lone Star Gun Rights uh, is a really good thing because those guys, they only have one thing in mind, and that is furthering the Second Amendment and keeping it and, you know, getting it back out there where it needs to be. Uh, They don't just support the candidates. They support whoever supports the Second Amendment. And if that person stops fighting for the Second Amendment, then... They no longer will support that candidate. Yeah, they actually will slam a person in a, in a hot second, too. If they think, you know, you're being weak, you're a rhino, uh, you're not that you know, not that strong when it comes to conservative values, or, or you, you know, you, you talk the good talk, but you don't walk the walk, you know, they actually will stand up and say, hey, this person is not doing what they're supposed to do. Because there's a big talk about that, uh, about the big censure, you know, censuring uh, the Speaker of the House. You know, that was a big thing this week in Texas. Um, yeah, the SREC of, voted. Who did? The, the SREC voted to censure Joe Strauss. Right. So it actually passed. It was very close vote. Mm-hmm. I think it was um, It was only they had the exact amount of votes they actually needed. It was a two-thirds vote, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, And I guess because people are upset because Joe Strauss um, just not doing what the Republican Party asked him to do. Um, you have a lot of... Uh, a lot of people that were, you know, in charge of different committees that were on the Democrat side, and some people felt that that should have gone to the Republican side of the House. The Republicans have a majority in the state, in the state legislature. There's no right. reason that we shouldn't be getting these conservative bills passed. There's no reason we shouldn't have had constitutional carry in this last session. Now, what are some of the things? Let me ask you this, Felicia. What are some of the things that um, 
the young conservatives are concerned about, or the young Republicans. So speaking as a young Republican, um, constitutional carry is definitely up there. Property taxes are intense because especially here in Austin, it has a huge price of living. And you pay property taxes via rent, even if you don't directly make that that correlation, um, they are related. And so property taxes are big for us, constitutional carry, decriminalizing marijuana, or at the very minimum, expanding the Compassionate Use Act. Um, that was passed back in 2015 in that session. What's the Compassionate Use Act? Where you can use derivatives of marijuana for okay. um, different health conditions. Okay. Oh yeah, guns and weed. That's gonna. That's what's gonna be all about in 2019. Guns and weed. We go to the Texas Capitol. It's gonna be guns and weed. Yeah, and that's kind of a tricky thing there because of the uh, what's the form 4493, 4473, uh, 4473. Yeah, which has on it as a question: Are you a user of any uh, illegal drugs? Right. And so even if you have that medical marijuana license card, it doesn't matter. To federal law, that's a problem for you purchasing a gun and even owning it, right? Yeah, because it is one of the questions. It's actually um, question E on the form, which is the first page. And it says, you know, are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? And then it says, warning. It's in bold. It says the use of use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful. Under federal law, regardless of whether it has been legalized or decriminalized for medicinal or recreational purposes in the state where you reside. So that's where it's going to go back to the federal side, your DOJ. And the DOJ has the opportunity to either enforce that or not enforce that. So that's where, you know, Sessions, you know, comes in. And in Hawaii, they just had a, uh, you know... Basically, an attack on the Second Amendment there, calling for uh, the citizens' guns. Yeah, we. Yeah, you're right. We saw something where Hawaii has actually said, "Um, I think they were they the ones that banned the bump stocks or not?" No, that's Massachusetts. That's Massachusetts. Right? Uh-huh. They did something where they did something where they came back and said, "Okay, you have X amount of days to turn something in." Mm-hmm. I can't remember what that was. You're right, man. It's definitely escaped me now. For sure. I know we talked about that once before. Yeah, so the more that states start decriminalizing, legalizing marijuana, the more users there will be. And anyone who chooses to go down that path is then, in a way, uh, sacrificing or putting a jeopardy their gun rights, aren't yeah. they? Oh, absolutely. Um, and it was funny. Speaking of Hawaii, uh, it's funny how – I remember we listened to the governor of Hawaii when he said that – uh, when he made that announcement about the fact that we had that accidental pushing of the button, the alert that went out in the state of Hawaii, uh, well, he said, well, the person actually hit the button on accident. And then this week they came back and they said, well, the person that you know initiated that, he actually did receive a phone call from someone and it sounded like it was legit. You know, and I, man, I call BS big time because – when it, you know, when I was in the military, when it comes to doing anything, there's a certain procedure. There's a, a challenge and password. There are certain codes and stuff you have to verify. You just don't – a person just don't call you on the phone and say, okay, it's – you know, this is an attack. Push – you know, let's give – send out the alert. You got to – there's a challenge and password. There are codes you have to verify that this person is actually, actually legitimate. So he didn't just hit the button with his elbow. 
No, no, you don't do that. And you don't just answer the phone and just take someone's word from it, you know, either. So, yeah, so I, I definitely call BS from that. So something is definitely going on there. Well, they actually fired him last week. Oh, did they? I know because my, my Apple News app glitched and I got the notification about 150 times. That's oh, a lot wow. of times. Yeah. yeah, it just kept going and going. I eventually deleted the app so it would stop. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't. that one I didn't get. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely something going on there, and they keep changing the story, and I think that's kind of weird how that's done. But um, yeah, definitely back to the, the marijuana, though. It's definitely going to be guns and weed come next session in 2019 in Texas. It's all about gun and weeds. Uh, we're going to try to get constitutional carry passed, and then also when it comes to uh, weed, actually going to try to either decriminalize or legalize marijuana here in, in Texas. And I think that's something that has to be done. Uh, because I think that's something that can actually boost the Texas uh, economy. Um, if we're, you know, we're having issues with um, with funding, with housing, taxes, and things of that nature, by legalizing marijuana, the, the state of Colorado they've have they have so much money they don't even know what to do with it. And we that's something that we can tap tap into and actually tax and fix a lot of problems. You, you if you're needing funding for school, you know that's where those funds can actually come from, and we can actually lower people's property taxes. If we can actually tax, you know, marijuana and actually uh, I, I think it would be a lot better for us. But those users will be risking their gun rights. And and then that's something we'll have to deal with on the federal side as well. So you're absolutely right. Um, and that's why I don't want to pass medicinal marijuana. I think we should just we should just legalize or decriminalize and not just worry about the medicinal. That way you don't have to worry about a card or something like that. All right. So we're talking about weed and guns. We <laughs> When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the University of Texas. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talkin'. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talkin'. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So, it, you know, it's irony. At the University of Texas, you have a violent felon on U-Texas faculty who wants his students defenseless. Now, this is a tier one university. You know, a we're talking a tier one university like the University of Texas at Austin. Picking the right classes can be the deciding factor between academic success or failure. The night before registration opens, students exchange messages and read online reviews looking for answers to the most common questions about each professor. Are his exams difficult? Does he grade on a curve? Has he ever been convicted of strangling a loved one with his bare hands? Now, the last question, perhaps unique to UT Austin, where according to an investigation by the Austin American Statesman, a university official chose to keep College of Pharmacy professor Richard A. Morset on staff. Now, without sanction, after he pleaded guilty to a felony charge of strangling his girlfriend to the point that she saw stars and violated a policy requiring employees 
to notify a supervisor of criminal charges. Now, it is worth noting that in addition to being a doctor of pharmacology and a convicted felon, Richard Moore said as a member of the anti-campus carry organization called Gun Free UT. His name appears on the organization's list of supporters. Now, let that sink in. A violent felon on the UT Austin faculty wanted to maintain a status quo that meant every law-abiding student in his classroom would be defenseless in the event of attack. That level of irony might impress even the 76 English professors who signed their names to gun-free UT's petition. If you're saying to yourself that it's unfair to paint the entire anti-campus carry movement with the actions of one anti-campus carry professor, you're right. But that is objectively fairer than the anti-campus carry movement's efforts to paint law-abiding license to carry holders with the actions of unlicensed criminals. Groups like Students for Gun-Free Schools and the Campaign to Keep Guns Off Campus frequently claim that a 2002 study by the Harvard School of Public Health found that students who have a firearm at college are more likely to binge drink, drive a motor vehicle after binge drinking, use illegal drugs, vandalize property, and get into trouble with the police. They conveniently failed to note that the study looked at students who had guns on campus illegally. Now, earlier this month, the gun-free schools and the campaign to keep guns off campus issued a report titled Incidents on Campus in States that Allow Guns on Campus. Now, it cites three violent crimes committed by unlicensed criminals who were illegally carrying guns on campus, but no violent crimes committed by concealed license holders who possess their firearms in compliance with state law and school policy. Now, groups like Gun Free UT can claim that Professor Morissette does not represent their organization, but they cannot deny that he is a member. And as for the group with a stake in this debate, carefully vetted concealed license holders. Dr. Morissette's criminal record disqualifies him from ever joining that group. So that's just, you know, the irony of it all at the University of Texas. And they still have those little signs on the different windows, gun-free UT, that mean nothing. Maybe he's just jealous because he can't even get a license. I, I think it's just a way that, you know, you want to make sure that your victims are defenseless. Or maybe he thinks if anything happens that he can just go strangle that person. <laughs> So that he can make sure his victims are defenseless. Yeah, that too. I bet he wouldn't want his girlfriend having a gun when he's trying to put his fingers around her neck. Yeah, so so God is trying to tell her something. Maybe she might want get to get, get yourself a gun. All right, so what else is going on in the news? What's happening? What is happening? Bitcoin is, uh, is down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and actually typical. It's typical for cryptocurrency to drop this time of year. Um, and I got a long message from like Robert Morrow on a long phone call. He was telling me about 
you know, Bitcoin is just going to collapse. Oh, he's probably drop. saying sell, 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 right? right. Yeah, he's yeah. like, it's going to collapse, it's going to drop, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it always drops this time of year. You know, people that have never watched it before, you know, are are freaking out. But this, you know, this is actually typical. And it correlates with the Chinese Lunar New Year. Right. It's just something that always happens. So as we get down later in the year, after we get out of the first quarter, we get down into the second and third quarter, we'll see those things change a little bit, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So just relax. It's going to be all right. The world's not going to end. And, and even if it does collapse, you know, never put more into something that you can't afford to lose. Exactly. So, and, and I mean, that's, I mean, that's really all I can say about that, man. But it's going to, it's, you know, it's cryptos currency is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And over on the West Coast, Stockton, California is going to experiment with the universal basic income. What does that mean? Residents will be getting 500 bucks a month, no questions asked. For what? For free universal basic income where's the money come from nothing's government this is california yeah okay that's part of their problem now yeah they're also trying to ban straws in restaurants so if a server gives you a straw without you asking they can be fined a thousand dollars per straw we're talking california in california you're talking about there a someone actually had a handgun in a backpack in an i believe it was an elementary school and they said the gun just went off, you know, accidentally went off. First of all, guns don't go off by themselves. Someone either pulled the trigger or there was something in that bag that got in the, in the trigger guard area that, you know, the trigger was pulled. So guns don't go off by themselves. Oh, yeah. Tell that to the SIG P320. <laughs> hey, it didn't go off by itself. It was dropped in the wrong way. And my suggestion to you is don't drop your gun. Yeah. You know, I don't ever plan on dropping my gun. And SIG actually fixed that problem. We hope to also have the vice president of SIG. It's been exactly one year since we had him on the show the last time. And so I hope to have him on the show again to tell us the progress of SIG and the P320. Yeah, we had him on the show, right, uh, as they were getting that military contract. It was exactly a year ago this week we had him on the show. So we'll have him on the show again, and he'll have a chance to tell us, you know, what's the progress of SIG and what type of things that they did uh, to actually fix the issue, you know, uh, that happened. And, and that actually happens with a lot of different guns. If, if it's dropped that way, you know, the way the hammer is made. Um, so you know, there's a possibility that hammer falling um, when it hits like that. So you've got to hit it perfectly the right way. Outside of that, no, guns don't go off by themselves. And there was a group of crazy cyclists in New York City. They were riding the wrong way down a one-way on Uh 7th Street, 7th Avenue. Oh, really? I believe it was. And they were just messing with cars, smashing side-view mirrors. They smashed one guy's uh, rear windshield. He was an Uber driver. Then when he rolled down his window, it'd be like, hey, quit doing that. They punched him in the face. Oh, no. A couple of them had masks. They were just causing mayhem. Also, in, in Illinois, which I'm surprised by, the Illinois Supreme Court says gun ban near parks is unconstitutional. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. So Illinois law banning guns within a thousand feet of a public park violates a right under the Second Amendment to carry weapons uh, outside of the home for self-defense. So the state Supreme Court basically said, you know, hey, this is unconstitutional. So it was a 7-0 ruling, as a matter of fact, 7-0 ruling in the state of Illinois. Why would they not want you to have a gun near a park? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. So, it well, it came in the criminal case of Julio Chares, who had appealed his 2013 conviction for having a gun near Aurora's Virgil Gilman Trail Park, 
just west of Chicago, in addition to striking the law Thursday ruling, also vacated Charez's conviction. So it was a 25-page opinion, and it was uh, by Chief Justice Lloyd Carmier says the law in its scope functions as a categorical prohibition without providing an exception for law-abiding individuals. He adds that it is therefore a severe burden on the recognized Second Amendment right of self-defense. Yeah, so some of these states are just trying to overstep their bounds. Oh, absolutely. And that, that's that's a lot. That's telling, you know, coming from the state of Illinois. So that means a lot coming from there. Because they're pretty anti-gun there, especially in Chicago. Ugh. Oh, absolutely. And but everybody has a gun. Just look at those no lacking challenge videos. Oh. <laughs> that, I don't understand these cha- different challenges. It's yeah, just... and the people who are doing the Tide Pod Challenge now are the people who will be voting in the next election. Let that sink in. The kids who are eating Tide Pods what? will be voting. The Tide Pod what? Challenge, that's where kids film themselves Taking, you know, those, uh, the Tide Pods, it's a laundry detergent that's pre, uh, pre-measured in this little very thin plastic that dissolves when you put it in the washing machine in the water Mm. and kids, they're sticking in their mouth. Even some adults I saw and just (laughs) chomping down on them. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That doesn't look like they taste very good either. People are getting sick, going to the ER. Oh, wow. Now, another thing that's crazy is over in Baltimore, um, the Baltimore Police Gun Trace Task Force, the corruption trial, you know, that the stuff that's coming out of this case, it's crazy. I don't know if, if you haven't been following this case. Um, basically, this unit out of uh, Baltimore, they're like the police gun trace unit. And they pretty much the way this is all, all the, the way the testimony is coming out, they went after, I guess, anyone they thought that was actually selling drugs or drug dealer, they pretty much would arrest someone and say, okay, who would you, who would you go after, you know, to get the most money or drugs from? And they actually went after that person and just, you know, didn't execute a warrant or anything like that. Just basically, you know, attacked those people and, and stole their drugs and money from them because they were already criminals. Yeah. And they've even got drug dealers taking the stand testifying against these officers. Ugh. This is they crazy. got drug dealers going into these courtrooms, testifying. <laughs> it, and it's 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 crazy because uh, uh, you have um, one of the gun trace task force officers who has pleaded guilty to his role in racketeering conspiracy took to the stand on the first day of trial for two of his co-defendants. And he laid out a wide <laughs> array of astonishing corruption he said the officers took part in. So these officers are actually, you know, you know, they're testifying and, and they've already you know, you've already had one officer plead guilty. Yeah, because these guys were going in doing busts, saying they're with the DEA when they really aren't, saying they have a warrant when they don't. And then also what they would do is they would actually provoke someone who might have drugs. They would just run up on them, drive up on them really fast and see whoever ran. And if you ran, they jumped out and grabbed you and just <laughs> shook you down. Oh, wow. That's some next level stuff right yeah, there. Yeah, just, you know, you just drove up on you really fast and, you know, jumped out the vehicle. And whoever ran, they grabbed him. You ever watch that show, The Shield? It was on FX a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Probably 15 years ago. That was one of my favorite shows about these cops. At first, it just seems like they're these cops that are kind of willing to, you know, bend the law to make these busts of these bad guys. 
and then they kind of start getting more corrupt as the seasons go on. And they start doing stuff like this, stealing money from drug dealers, uh, kind of making their own sort of mafia out of their position as police officers. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Another detective, uh, this Detective Morris Ward, a gun task force member, he's the one that's already pleaded guilty. He testified that another detective found the found money in, in, in the closet of someone and they pretty much, you know, took the money out of the closet and just split it up between themselves. <laughs> That's exactly what they did in this show, too. Oh, really? So yeah, this is straight out of the movie. So much money. And they're divvying it up with the dead bodies of the drug dealers that they killed. Wow. Right there in the other room. Wow. Yes, it's man. That's this is crazy. This is crazy. This is uh, that's what's that's being laid out in Baltimore. So this is definitely going to shake up shake up the Baltimore Police Department for sure. Uh, that's definitely going to make it difficult for them uh, to move forward after this. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're talking about current events, and we're also going to once again going to go back to the University of Texas. We come back after the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. You have made the right choice. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. I tell you, God is trying to tell us something. Go Eagles. He's trying to tell us something. Come on, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Come on, Philadelphia's got to take this. Uh, We got 10 minutes before kickoff, and I'm telling you the Eagles are going to take this. What do you think, producer? What do you think? Who are you going for? I'm a Cowboys fan, so I can't pull for the Eagles. What? I can't do it. What? Come on. You going to go for New England? I, I'm pulling for like, you know, just neither to win. Is is that possible? Okay. Can they tie in the Super Bowl? So you want to do a stalemate? I, I wish. A tie. Wish. Can you I even wish. do a tie in the Super Bowl? I'm, uh, I don't think you can, but uh, the Eagles quarterback actually played football right across the street at Westlake. So. Well, Okay. I mean that that's something. Well, I'll definitely let my dog out and uh, over at Westlake High School on the way out in the parking lot. I'm just waiting for the show that comes on after the Super Bowl. This is us. I'm waiting for that to come on. Okay. Same. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, but I'm just, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I I'm rooting think. for Justin Timberlake. Is that, is he doing the halftime show? He is. Oh, man. So maybe we may have some excitement. Yeah, maybe have another wardrobe malfunction. That'd be so cool. I think he learned his lesson because they still haven't let, uh, uh, what's her name, come back on. Oh, no. Uh, she's still banned from the Super Bowl. Does anyone want her back on? Yeah, she's good. Leave her alone. Come on. Janet Jackson? Yeah, I love some Janet. Hmm. See, I'm, I'm just, I'm, okay. I'm, uh, where's Olivia when I need her? Olivia, where are you when I need you? I'm 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 right along with uh with what's his name here. Where's Olivia? I need Olivia right about now. What's going on with this Olivia? Why is uh, uh Janet Jackson banned and not um J 
Justin Timberlake. I think we know what Olivia would say. <laughs> Only Olivia can say something like that. Uh-huh. All right, so, wait, so this week, uh, a violent felon on the U Texas faculty wants his students defenseless. I just want, you know, I want this to sink in our heads what's going on. You know, this, this whole idea of uh, the gun-free UT, uh, they're putting up this, this sh- charade and, or, or trying to convince people, you know, to you know, use these other devices and things of this nature. Uh, what we need to do is I need everyone, when you're walking out late at night, you're out by yourself, be aware of your surroundings and what's going on around you. Um, get, carry some pepper spray. Uh, there are a couple of things that have been happening in this town, and we, we need it to stop. So I need you to take your own personal responsibility in your own hands. And a gun is not for everyone. I'll be the first one to say that. But there are some things that you can do if you're not into actually carrying a firearm. Uh, you can be aware of your surroundings. You can use some pepper spray. You can use a taser, a stun gun. Or you cannot put yourself in a situation where you're by yourself you know, walking late at night. And I see this a lot in West Campus, you know, over by UT. So try not to put yourself in those type of situations where you're by yourself walking from point A to point B. Right? And it always happens at a lot of different campuses. And we always have these little things that happen, uh, even at Texas State. Yeah, there were a couple incidents when I was a student there. But thankfully, they have warning systems on your phone and there's blue lights you can push. And they had this thing called Bobcat Bobbies, which I think they still have. And what is you can that? actually call for a ride and they'll drive you across campus in a golf cart. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, they have that at UT as well. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome. And, and, you know, definitely take stuff like that. You know, stop walking by yourselves. Um, and try to do the buddy system when you're out running early in the morning, uh, running around Town Lake or something like that. Run with someone, grab a friend, say, hey, let's go, you know, let's go jog around the lake. Guys do it all the time. They just don't like being by themselves. Girls need to start doing it too. <laughs> so the guys just do it because they're lonely. They don't. They don't want to be by themselves. I, I do. You know, I grab Zach. Hey Zach, come go with me. We need to go. You know, we need to go work out or something because I just don't want to be by myself. I'll go with you and protect you. you Make sure nobody uh, gets you. No one gets me. All right. I sure appreciate it. Michael's pretty. He's a, definitely a target. Oh yeah, I, I <laughs> definitely a target. Got a bullseye right there on his head. Always, 24-7. With his sidearm on, on his hip. That's right. They're <laughs> always coming after me, trying to get me all the time. All the time. All right, so this violent felon on the U-Texas faculty wants his students defenseless. At a tier one university like the University of Texas at Austin, picking the right classes can be the deciding factor between academic success <clears throat> or failure. The night before registration opens, students exchange messages and read online reviews looking for answers to the most common questions about each professor. Are his exams difficult? Does he grade on a curve? Has he ever been convicted of strangling a loved one with his bare hands? Now, the last question, perhaps unique to UT Austin, where according to an investigation by the Austin American Statesman, a university official chose to keep College of Pharmacy Professor Richard A. Morissette on staff. Now, without sanctions at all, and after he pleaded guilty to a felony charge of strangling his girlfriend to the point that she saw stars and violated a policy requiring employees to notify a supervisor of criminal charges. Now, it is worth noting that 
in addition to being a doctor of pharmacology and a convicted felon, Richard Moore said as a member of the anti-campus carry organization Gun Free UT. His name appears on the organization's list of supporters. Now let that sink in. A violent felon on the UT Austin faculty wanted to maintain a status quo that meant every law-abiding student in his classroom would be defenseless in the event of attack. Now that level of irony might impress even the 76 English professors who signed their names to the gun-free UT's petition. How about only the kids that have almost strangled somebody to death get their, uh, you know, their ability to conceal taken away there? Ooh. So if you're saying to yourself that it's unfair to paint the entire anti-campus carry movement with the actions of one anti-campus carry professor, you are right. But that is objectively fairer than the anti-campus carry movement's efforts to paint law-abiding license to carry holders with the actions of unlicensed criminals. Groups like Students for Gun-Free Schools and the campus, the campaign to keep guns off campus frequently claim that a 2002 study by the Harvard School of Public Health found that students who have a firearm at college are more likely to binge drink, drive a motor vehicle after binge drinking, use illegal drugs, vandalize property, and get into trouble with the police. They conveniently failed to note that the study looked at students who had guns in, on campus illegally. Earlier this month, the same group reported that incidents on campus in states that allow guns on campus, it cites that three violent crimes committed by unlicensed criminals who were illegally carrying guns on campus but no violent crimes committed by concealed license holders who possess their firearms in compliance with state law and school policy. Now, groups like Gun Free UT can claim that Professor Morissette does not represent their organization, but they cannot deny that he is a member. As for the other group with a stake in this debate, carefully vetted concealed license holders, Dr. Morissette's criminal record disqualifies him from ever joining that group. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.